This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Babyface Bob, Mature Mark, and Wizened Wade. This week, the wily whippersnappers wax lyrical about the wonders of the lesser-spotted Senex Masculum Homines. Yes, it's time for Old Men. Please prepare thy Zimmer frames and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome once again to Distractable. I will be your host today. My name's Bob. If you're new here, that doesn't mean anything to you. And if you're not new here, you probably knew that already, because the host is the one who always... You know what? Why do I even say anything? Uh, Joining me on today's episode, as always, will be Mark and Wade. Say hi, boys. Hello. Hi, boys. Oh, you meant to say hi in general. Hi. Hi, boys. I mean, I was kind of a test, and you both passed and failed at the same time, so... (laughs) All right, cool. That's that's, that's a success, really. I feel like that's the theme of this whole podcast, is we pass and fail every test (laughs) all the time. What's What's that meme? Task failed successfully. Exactly, yeah. You know, the launch of this podcast, ah, failed successfully, you know. Ah, the continuation of this podcast, ah. It's almost meaningless to describe this podcast, but we're here, and we talk about stuff. Mm. And it's usually random, there's often a topic, and usually what we talk about barely relates to the topic in any way. So, I'm the judge, there's points, there's a winner... It's meaningless. The only thing we haven't had yet is a judge declaring themselves the winner of the episode. Uh, I'm not going to do that today. I'm just going to start by saying not going there. But uh-huh. I expect that someday some judge, probably Wade, will end up declaring themselves the winner of their own episode just so that they can host again. I'm just guessing. That is some truly ominous foreshadowing, and I have a bad feeling about it. I just want to say that. I don't know why you think I'd be the one to declare myself the winner. I'm so generous. I'm the only person who declared both of you the winner. Yeah. You've got so much magnanimous. Magnanimosity. <sighs> magnanimosity. What's that word that you like so much? Magnanimous. I've got so many magnets. You're so magnetic. Yeah. Anyway, how are you boys? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm calling you boys today, but apparently that's the that's the move. Hey, boys. How's your week? How's your life? Pretty good. Whoa. <laughs> that's not very good. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wait, which one of you said very good like that? Couldn't tell. Not me. That's Wade. That must have been Mark. No, it's not me. <laughs> oh, no. Is that the ghost? Oh, God. That must have been a ghost. It's the mysterious fourth person in our Discord that is still there to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good. Oh, hey, Wade. Oh, yeah. Okay. How are you? I've been doing pretty good. Nice. I've been getting busy. I've been trying to get back into a nice schedule, you know, work efficiency, all this crap that no one cares about and people get mad about because I'm living my life better than anyone ever listening to this podcast. Would you say you're living your best life? I'm living my best life. That's really all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. I'm doing pretty good as well. Not pretty good, but like pretty good, like almost as high. I'm not sure what that means, but that's how I feel. (sighs) Anyway, do you guys want to know the topic? Sure. Yeah. It's almost meaningless, like I said, but I do have a topic. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I want to go with today's topic is we're old. Oh. 
Oh. Okay. It was recently my birthday, right? Uh -huh. So I'm I'm feeling old. Mm. It's not like a huge deal. It's not like I get super negative or anything. But every time my birthday rolls around these days, I look at the number of years. I get on my calculator, do some math to figure out how many years ago I was born because I can never remember. And then I feel old. And I've been, it got me looking at like, I don't know, maybe you guys don't feel this. Do you feel like there's stuff in your life, like from your childhood or from your experience growing up that the younger generation is just never going to understand? Well, life before phones. Yeah, you know. Is this a topic or is this just a random like conversation? This is kind piece? of what inspired the topic, uh -huh. right? I found this BuzzFeed article uh -huh. that's clearly targeted at like our age group mm -hmm. of all this stuff that's like kids, kids, Zoomers will never understand. Uh -huh. Imagine setting a time to meet your friends at the movie theater. And then once you've left school or whatever, you have no way to contact them. All you know is we decided there's a movie that we called Movie Phone and we learned is showing at 720 p.m. at our local whatever movie theater and i'm just gonna show up and god i hope there's other people there mm. kids these days man they'll never know what that's like you get everyone to print out like map quest directions to oh. where you're gonna go dude i hated that <laughs> i always felt before a trip if you print it out like a map quest you're like oh i got directions if you miss one fucking turn uh -huh. with printed out directions you're so screwed mm. Yeah. The, the paper doesn't magically Harry Potter itself into a new map that's like, oh, you got to loop around. You could turn, you miss a turn and it's like, oh, you should have turned left a mile ago. <laughs> Good luck, idiot. Well, that's why you're supposed to have like uh, different maps and stuff, like whatever state you live in. Like I remember my grandparents had like a full Ohio map and like uh, Kentucky and Indiana, like they, and, uh, whatever other states just had maps in their car, like on the door. So that way if they did need a bigger map, they would just reach in, pull one out, like pull off at a gas station, like look that up. Or else you go into a gas station. I think you could either buy or just get for free they would have like paper maps and a lot of the gas stations that you could grab okay but honestly that's not a bad idea even to this day because i've had many situations where i'm pulling up my phone's gps and it does not load because i'm in a low internet area yeah. what are you going to do you're back in the stone ages of 1990 <laughs> you gotta have a paper map <laughs> i have to say my parents always had maps in the cars mm -hmm. i have never in my life had a paper map of any sort anywhere near me yeah like i've never used one that's probably a good idea mm -hmm. <laughs> same with jumper cables and spare tires those are so like 30 years ago to have in your car i think those are probably still useful yeah i still have those i don't know how long it takes to charge a dead tesla off of a 12 volt uh, car battery <laughs> 12 volt. i'm not sure if that would work you get your double a you put it into your tesla and you're good to go yeah. man can i can i bitch about this for a second because my i have sure. a tesla no way and, uh like i went away to tech Texas. And did I talk about this? Like it ran out of battery because it was plugged in, but it blew a fuse. So it didn't charge the entire time I was gone. So it died. Oh, and the 12 volt died. I didn't even know there was still a 12 volt in a Tesla because there's a giant honking battery there. Why does it need the 12 volt? I'm sure there's some legacy car systems that are like regulated to need that battery in there, but it died. And you know how those car batteries are. Once they die, they're kind of dead forever. You need to like go get it replaced. Mm. And to do that is an impossibility in a Tesla because it's not built for that. So I had to get an appointment and I had to schedule it literally a month and a half in the future. So my car has been telling me that at any moment it could shut down because the 12 volt might die. <laughs>
And it's like, what do I do? Sounds like a modern convenience. Yeah, that does. modern convenience, all right. Kids these days will never understand the trouble that you just yeah, dealt I with, know. Mark. Kids these days. Because <laughs> they'll never be able to afford it because yeah. job security going into the future and the minimum wage will never get risen. You Gen Zers are doomed just like us millennials. We're all fucked. In like 20 years, there's just a bunch of Gen Z people sitting around like, you remember when people used to own cars? Yeah. What the fuck? You remember when home ownership wasn't a pipe dream? You remember. God, you remember when we didn't live in a dystopian hellscape? Mm. My parents had it so easy. Yeah. I mean, easy for me to say. I own a home and I have a Tesla, so I, I'm not really representative of millennials at a whole. Oh. People should revolt against me. Fucking hypocrite. No, absolutely. I'm I'm part of the Hollywood elite. I have a house. It's not yeah. fair. <laughs> you have a house, the Hollywood yeah God. i'm not barely surviving so i feel very superior i must say yeah i'm part of the cincinnati suburban elite is that a thing i don't know what that exactly means mm. but i've got at least like five grocery stores within 20 minutes in my house is mm. that like a facebook group or something yeah. facebook you all just talk about how you saw a 90s honda civic in your neighborhood and you're really concerned about the type of people that are hanging around yeah anyway listen I'm listening. I just, I have a lot of memories, I guess, from childhood that I feel like are gone. And I'm not like sad that they're gone, but did you guys ever get to hang up the phone angrily on someone with like a landline oh, yeah. telephone where you get to slam it down? Did you ever do that? Yeah. I remember cordless phones. I never went from a corded phone to having like three cordless phones in the house. And it was like, oh, mm. wow, we have one in like two different rooms. And they were always dead because no one ever put them back on the charger, right? It was always a little crooked. And so it was just <laughs> dead. And then and you just don't have a phone. Uh -huh. And so you have to go to like the back office or the guest room in the house where the old landline corded phone is sitting and use that one. Yeah, no. Old technology is awesome, man. I slammed the phone on the police once. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. what they do? I was six, right? Well, oh, they pissed six. me off. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> it was six-year-old me full of rage. I slammed that shit down. <laughs> no, of course. It's like my brother and his friends told me to dial 911 on the phone. And so I do that not knowing what 911 was or what it would do. And so when I dial in and I hold the phone up to my ear, and remember, I'm six, this, you know, 911 operator answers and like, hello, 911, what's your emergency? And I go like, uh, 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 wham, and I slam it down and, you know, I, I do that. But the problem is when that happens, they call back. Yeah. <laughs> and so when the phone starts ringing, I just like my heart drops into my stomach. I stare and sweat just starts falling down my forehead. And I pick up the phone and I go, hello. He's like, sir, do we need to send officers to your house right now? This is an emergency line. And I'm getting like lectured by a 911 operator. I'm just like, <laughs> I start crying like immediately. And then I slam the phone again. <laughs> and it's like, it's super epic. Six-year-old Mark just blew up. Fuck the police. <laughs> Got him. They never called back. <laughs> They were so scared. They were shaking. I know this. Actually, they called back right away again. And so I picked up the phone and I listened. It was like, this is not the line for prank calls. Like, we're going to send an officer down. And I run up the stairs to my mom and my mom gets on the phone and just starts screaming at them. It was like, my son is six years old. It's just an accident. Shut the fuck up. Like, my mom, you know. Yeah. I, I don't remember what my mom was. I kind of imagine. I kind of imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a rebel. Mm. I remember um, good old dial-up internet deciding between whether I wanted to call my friends or be online waiting for the like 
to dial up and then connect the internet for a bit and they're like mm-hmm. even the pre like instant messenger days i think where it wasn't like you'd hop online and chat with your friends on the internet it was like yeah, i'm gonna get online and load up i guess you could like type them like in diablo 2 or something like that but god di- having to decide between the phone lines and like, your family like get off the internet i need to use the phone and well i never had friends so it was never a problem for me it was the internet all the time did you ever use the aol kids like interface like the kids only no thing that was a thing um it's uh special i'm trying to put a picture i mean you google it google it i'm not gonna set it google what uh america online kids interface kids interface trying to send a picture but i'm apparently technology illiterate I can't. I you can't are getting older, do it. Man. Oh you man! You can't do anything, man. None of this looks familiar to me. I don't, I'm not finding. God. I'm not finding it. No. What? Well, I never had AOL. We 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 didn't do AOL. What? You didn't have? What? How'd you get on the internet? No, I, I mean, we had something else. I don't know. My dad had a modem and some other thing. You didn't have to have AOL. We had AOL, but we never did anything with the kids stuff. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that there was another way to get on the internet at that point in time. I thought it was just AOL. You remember all those AOL discs? Yes, the free trial discs uh, that you get a thousand hours, and I don't know how they put a thousand hours on a floppy disk. Listen, no one listening to this knows what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> the Sims games back in the day, I don't know if you remember installing the Sims, but if you had like their Sims and the expansions, there was like a booklet telling you what order you had to install them in, and there was like 15 discs you had to go back and forth oh, on. God. Oh, yeah. It's like reinsert disc one. Reinsert? Why didn't you finish with yeah. disc one? Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Just because you're growing older doesn't mean you can't have fun. I've got a Retirement story. Retirement homes, people have sex a lot. I mean, pretty much. That's not my story, but you're right. Oh, I thought I was contributing. Go ahead. Yeah, I call this uh, Grandma's Boneless Water Park Adventure. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> sounds like we do have the same story. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I was looking up and I, I found this article that the headline just grabbed me because it was Rogue Grandma Breaks Bones on Slide After Sneaking Into Water Park at 2 a.m. Oh, God. And I mean, legitimately, it just was captivating because not only did they say a rogue grandmother and her friend broke their legs after sneaking into a water park at 2 a.m. during a drunken night out, but the fact that this grandma, okay, so grandma, right? What are you picturing? Like an older lady, like maybe a little hunched over, maybe walks with a cane, whatever. Like an older woman who's kind of slow. I'm picturing a lady with a walker, uh-huh. chain yeah. smoker, who's got like her cane cheeks smoker. are sagging so low, they're like three or four <laughs> inches damn. below 
her bones of her cheeks. If you guys didn't know, the band Chainsmokers is actually just two grandmas on like little <laughs> two, little walkers. Two grandmas on jazzy scooters that zoom around on stage. Her fingers have lost all muscle mass. They're just bones with flesh. And when she points, her hand shakes a bit. No, 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 no. This is what it is. UK woman Claire Vickers, 46. Oh, well, okay. Oh, and friend Barry Douglas, 44. Now, if that doesn't make you feel old that someone can be a grandma at age 46 and before like not so many years ago that was probably commonplace you know that'll that'll make you feel but they were having fun they were they may be crotchety old 46 year old people but they were having fun they got stuck in a water slide flume for two hours with fractured shins and shattered feet before they were rescued the pair had snuck into aldershot lido water park early august the drunken duo splashed water down the slide from the top in a bid to generate (laughs) lubrication (laughs) and speed before stepping into the slide but their drunken ride soon became a nightmare when they slammed into a barrier towards the bottom oh no (laughs) their legs collided with the barrier blocking the exit shattering their feet upon impact and fracturing one's shin vickers (laughs) vickers described the incident as like a scene out of the horror film saw We've talked about how I have a thing about lower leg injuries, right? Oh, man, this must have been horrific. God. (laughs) That sounds terrible. You want to play a game? Go down this water slide. Yeah, exactly. Well, that sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that just sounds like I'm just imagining like two drunk people at the top of a water slide with like they both have like a bottle of water. Yeah. Like one little bottle. And they're like. This will be enough. <laughs> it just needs to be a little wet, right? If you want to live, hold my beer. Oh, no, it says in the article. I found the article. You found the article. They wriggled their way under a fence at Miss Vickers poured water from a foot bath down the water slide. <laughs> Why did they have a foot bath? So they brought with them a little a little foot tub of water, and they were like, ah, this will work. Yeah. There's a lot of water. I couldn't even drink this much water all at once. <laughs> she is <laughs> way better than a bottle of water. She is a grandma, after all, so she had to bring her foot bath with Epsom salt straight up this water slide. And they must have climbed up far. If, if the speed caused them to sh- Shatter their feet upon impact. I mean, that's that's also like, why the hell was there a barrier blocking the exit? Do they like close that down? At, but not at the top. They don't close it at the top. They close it at the bottom. That seems so dangerous. Well, did they go down an actual water slide or did they go down like a log flume thing? What did they actually go down? It said water slide. There's a picture of what looks like regular water slides, but the, it does say log flume. No, no. It said there's a picture here. It says they went the down. flume's tubes. They went down the yellow slide in this picture picture okay yeah which is just like a fully enclosed straight down water slide situation it's like not that big maybe like 20 25 feet yeah not super big not huge enough to get some speed no doubt like as a kid i've gone down some pretty slippery slides and you pick up some speed yeah well with how much water they put in it they were definitely cruising (laughs) (laughs) a whole foot baths worth (laughs) no you have a point though whoever closed that yeah let me just just make a suggestion if you operate a water park yeah 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 maybe you put the barrier at the top of the water slide yeah instead of creating essentially a 
human fly trap uh-huh. <laughs> where if some idiot happens to go down, they will both be severely injured and trapped at the bottom of a 40-foot-long pipe that they can't climb out of. Yeah, God. You know what they should have done is put a loop there at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, can you imagine if, like, they were there with a bunch of their friends and, you know, they get down to the bottom and they crash and there are other friends up top because of the way the tube is. It sounds like screams of elation and hilarity. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, yeah, our turn. And then their friends slide down and slam <laughs> into the people at the bottom. And then the other friends at the top and then they just keep going down. And then the cops that come by to investigate, they're like, oh, water slide. It's already lubed with a foot bath. <laughs> worse. And then they slide down. And then at the bottom of the tunnel, it just like crams more and more and more. The police are there to investigate. They're like, ooh, water slide. <laughs> see the headline now. Drunken idiots create non-surgical human centipede. <laughs> uh, That's rough. Oh, have you ever been on a water slide and you managed to stop yourself? I don't know why, but as a kid, I always tried to stop myself when I was going down. And uh, I did this until uh, the horrible experience of having someone actually slam into the back of me Ow. when I was stopped in the middle of one. It was one of the ones like in that picture is kind of like to the right where it's kind of loop-de-loop and you don't go as fast. But me and slides didn't mix. I only did the water slide one time. I, th- I only went to the water park like a couple times, but I only did water slides like once. And um, the open top ones were okay, but that like claustrophobia feeling combined with like the water hitting me in the face and like pushing at my contacts and stuff and just feeling like I had no control. I did not enjoy the tubed water slide at all. Mm. I only did that like one time. I never did that again. Mark, you were you were one of those kids who ruined water slides for me. I did, yeah. Well, I had the opposite problem. I've always been big. Even when I was a kid, I was big, tall dude, big dude. That means a lot of surface area, right? Uh-huh, sure. And so at our local pool, there was a, a slide that was just like, you know, 20 feet up maybe. You go down one little twist around and then you go in the water. If I didn't like from the top do like a jumping swing, throw myself in at full speed and like aerodynamic like lift my butt up off the slide with my feet and try and maximize my uh slipperiness yeah i would get stuck unintentionally but like that was the game right right kids kids would always try and stop and goof around and so the lifeguard at the top of the slide was always like hey don't stop don't stop keep sliding Uh i'm gonna ban you and so i would get stuck sometimes and they would yell down like don't stop and i'm down there scooting like i'm not trying to stop I'm just trying to have fun. You you ruined that for me. You made those lifeguards so jaded. They didn't even know that I was just a fat kid stuck in this line. You're right. It was all me. It's my fault. You bastard. I take full responsibility for all of that. I've blamed you for that for my entire life. It feels mm. good to get it off my chest. Yeah, thanks, man. Even before I knew you. I mean, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank welcome you. The dumb thing I did with pools, we didn't have a water slide, but like my mom had a pool when I was uh, elementary age, I guess. Elementary school age. I'm a richy rich over here. Yeah, rich man over here with all the money. Yeah, well, you know, we had 15 water slides in all actuality. <laughs> but uh, decided not to use them. Aww. But no, we would do, we had these like, um, oh God, what are they called? The floaty things you lay on? What the hell are those things called? Mm. Inflatables? Pool toys? Yeah, I guess so. But like these weren't like the actually inflatable. They were, um, they were made of some kind of material where you didn't like put air into them. But they would float and like they would hover if you laid on it just under the surface of the water. So like there'd be a layer of water that would like hit your back. Mm-hmm. And we saw those as an opportunity to have like, oh, we have like surfboards in our pool. So we would jump off the side and try to fl- like stand on them and like surf them. Yeah. Which in hindsight probably should have led to some broken necks and deaths, but never did for us, thankfully. <laughs> I don't know how. Broken necks and death. <laughs> yeah. 
we would try surfing on those. And I remember we had a friend who uh, agreed to do a belly flop for some reason off the diving board. Mm. And when he went to do the belly flop, we slid one of those in front of him. God. <laughs> so he belly flopped on <laughs> that. So you're an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only are you rich, but you're an asshole. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We were filthy, filthy rich. Yeah, yeah. You had a swimming pool growing up. You were at least a thousandaire. Hey, mm. I never had a swimming pool in my life. Yeah. I've only ever been able to go public swimming pools like a peasant. Yeah. Like <sighs> <laughs> so sad. All right. Listen. Mm hmm. I'm going to try and spark more stories. I like that story, Mark. In my head, I gave you points. Thank you. Both for the title. Thank you. I appreciate And for the that. grandma mislead. Yeah. And then for the uh, disgusting uh, injuries that those people suffered for being morons. Uh, so points. Uh -huh. How many points for my wealth and cruelty? Uh, you already have enough. You don't need points. <laughs> you have everything yeah. else. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway. Watch where your belly flop, Bob. I'll be there. You youngsters out there, you'll never understand this. But you fellow old people, did you guys ever find, I have done this, and it's a great victory. Do you ever find quarters in the change return of a payphone? Oh. Did you ever mine the mysterious gold of a payphone and, and receive your reward? That is such an obscure reference that I feel like a lot of people know about because it's such a strange experience. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it would never exist today again. Old vending machines, I remember yeah. we used to go around, we'd press like, like the coin return oh, button yeah. there's a little like metal thing you could push we'd always push those on uh vending machines and stuff to see if coins would come out occasionally you'd get lucky that's so satisfying yeah but, and the weird thing was occasionally it did work like you did get coins yeah back. yeah Ugh. growing up our town had a rec center which was like there was a pool there was a gym it was like a local community center and there was like a kid's place which was kind of for like middle school high school kids you could hang out they had you know board games there was like a guy there sort of watching so it was like a it was like a safe place to hang out that wasn't at home so after school we would walk over there a lot and hang out and they had those vending machines and man when you push you push down that big metal lever uh -huh. and it clunks and then you just hear like tinky, 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 yeah at the bottom and you're like yes oh my god i'm getting a twix <laughs> God damn! God, weirdly, the sound of that, the clinking of coins. Like, when's the last time I held a coin? Like, going to the arcade or something, and you'd go to the change machine, or it's like, you know, it's not always quarters, but sometimes it's tokens, but either way, you put a yeah. bill in, and then, ka-ching, ching 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 like, that's the most magical sound. That Like, I love that sound. It's taking me right back. Yeah. Holy shit. Not only do you hear it, like, sliding down, but you hear it, like, hit the pile of other coins. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's definitely going. No, you know what, though? Literally, two days ago, I used a vending machine with a quarter. We were at Costco. We did a bunch of shopping, you know, grocery trip sort of stuff. On the way out of Costco, they have those vending machines where you can, it's like 25 cents for a bottle of like, you know, Kirkland, whatever, bottled water. Mm -hmm. And we didn't, we didn't have anything with us. We didn't have a drink. And we were both kind of like, Manny and I were there together. We were both kind of like thirsty. And she looked at it and was like, oh, I really want to drink. And I was sad because I was like, I think I have cash. And I opened my wallet. I don't have cash. Mm -hmm. Who the hell has cash? Everything, credit card or pay with your phone. But Mandy had a dollar bill. Wow. And I put it in and it gave me a water and three quarters back. It's very nostalgic to like use a vending machine, not just like touch my phone to it and it's all beep boop, here's your shit. Dude, this is what I'm talking about. Like the physicality in the world. Like I think that's something that people are not just missing, but it's kind of coming back around because Polaroids kind of came back a little bit. Mm. They kind of peaked and plateaued in terms of popularity, but there's something very, very like important about tangibility. And, and this harkens back to when I, I bought like a silver bar 
offline because I was like, you know, when I first got money and I was like, I don't know what an investment is really. And I was like, maybe I'll buy silver because that seems like a thing that I'll do. But I bought a silver bar and it was just like a like a one ounce little tiny little tablet. I remember that actually. I rem That was when you still lived in Cincy. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. I kept it in my wallet because when I pulled it out and I like felt it, there was something I don't know if it was just like me in my brain, but maybe that's all you need. That's all it really is. But I felt it and I felt value and I don't know how to translate that. But when I touched it, when I held it, I looked at it and I was like, this has value. And I was just like, holy shit, that's crazy that like this feels this way. I know it's just because like I psychologically attributed to that, but that also applies to different things like the Polaroids. Like I have some Polaroids that I've taken on adventures, adventures, quote unquote, like excursions, uh, excursions. That's a big word for it. I <laughs> Don't judge yourself. Use your language. I went outside in the world. <laughs> and then I I went on this broad adventure, like glorious expedition. And um, I had a Polaroid. And I cherished that Polaroid above all the other professional pictures or phone pictures that were taken that day. I keep it with me. That's because it's like it's important. I don't know. It has value. Yeah, there is something about that. I have a similar thing. I don't have a Polaroid camera. But we had mm -hmm. a couple years ago, we had friends over. And one friend had a Polaroid camera and was just snapping pictures. And they took a picture of Lexi, our dog, mm. just like sitting on the couch, just kind of being cute, whatever. And they snapped the picture and they handed it to me. And like, I have a hundred pictures of my dog in my phone and, and Mandy has hundreds, thousands, who knows? She loves taking pictures. But that one Polaroid, there's something about the idea that like the actual photons or whatever, the light hit that film. It's a physical manifestation mm. of that moment where mm. our dog, who's not going to live forever, you know, she's fine. She's not like sick or anything but it's like i that holding that picture for the rest of my life and i've coveted it and it's like it's not you know polaroids aren't like great quality pictures they can be fuzzy it's pretty low contrast it was like lexi's a gray and white dog and she was laying on a dark blue blanket on a gray couch uh -huh. so like it's not an amazing picture but there is something absolutely about that i totally get why that and other trends kind of like in that vein of polaroids are coming back of like tangible things that's completely unnecessary right uh -huh. you could take the exact same picture on a phone it'd probably look better but the physical thing mm -hmm. i get that yeah it's interesting yeah it's nice. Other than uh, the Polaroid, do you remember like just family photos in general? My oh, grandma dude. always had like, what was it, Kodak, Canon? And like you didn't get instant feedback on what those photos would look like. So it's like you'd all get together for a family picture, mm -hmm. smile, take like two photos. You have to go to like uh, Walgreens or CVS, develop the yeah. whole role. I mean, just like the concept that you could redo things because it's so easy on a phone to be like, oh, I don't like that picture. But with a little disposable camera, it's like that is that picture. Whether or not yeah. you were good in the picture, yeah. that picture exists. And if you develop that photo, like it will be and what it is in that moment. And I think that's what beautiful about those kind of things and Polaroids in general is like you can't really redo that picture. You can take another one, but the picture that you took, no matter what you looked like in the picture, is that picture and it exists and it can't be deleted unless you burn it. And it's like it's kind of one of those things where you have to acknowledge its existence and that that picture exists because it does. Mm -hmm. Once you take it, it exists. And it can't be photoshopped. You can't put filters yeah. or whatever, you know, stickers and things on it. Mm -hmm. Man, they still do like school pictures, I assume, right? Kids go into school and they do picture day or whatever for like yearbook purposes. I think so. I'd imagine. But yeah. my parents used to, um, when we were kids, every couple of years, they would do like a me and my brother picture session at like 
Sears, you know, you like book the photographer at the department store and you go in and you wear a nice outfit and they like pose you on some blocks or whatever. It was like childhood pictures of like me and my little brother just sort of sitting there. Mm. That's weird. I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. We actually had physical stickers that they sold. We have one family album where we visited like family in like West Virginia or something where like on the photos, we put physical stickers on the pictures that were like you could use to decorate your photos. Like what? Like sunglasses and mustaches or just like things to put around the edges of the picture? Yeah, just ran. It was literally random stuff. Like some of them were like little speech bubbles where you could write something and like put it on there or like there were predetermined words or like whatever. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I never saw that. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Music's another topic that uh, oh, yeah. is different now. Having to listen to like even pre-CDs and CD players we had to carry around. Hit clips! The cassettes. Hit clips! <laughs> well, cassettes. Like you used to have to rewind your music. If you wanted to listen to something, you had to either flip it to the other side of the cassette or rewind it. And to find a specific song, you'd have to fast forward or rewind to listen yeah, to that song. Hit clips! And that's, Dude, hit clips. I don't remember what the fuck hit clips hit, is. You don't know what hit clips is? I never what? had that. I never even had a hit clip. Now that I see a photo of it, it looks familiar. It's like a little tiny boombox looking thing with like little. I'm guessing those are one song per little cassette thing. Yeah, it's like little shitty plastic cartridges that you carry around. They're like keychains, and you put it in your hit clips yeah. player, and it plays that one song. I don't even know if it was the full song. I think it might have just been yeah. a little bit of the song. Like it's so funny because it's it's like technology. It's barely what they could have possibly done like the most disposable little chewable piece of this thing you could never duplicate it you can't like re-record it you can't cassette player it and it's so useless like it's incredibly <laughs> useless like i found another picture i'm posting picture on my our discord you guys at home can't see it but you can google it yourself or whenever we get the website oh my god it's just a huge pile of hit clips yeah like 80 or more hit clips i never had a hit clips but i feel like hit clips like dug a psychological hole into the middle of the millennium. Like them and Pogs and uh, Tech Decks and shit like that. All the miniaturized little toys. Like it made no sense. Are these hit clip earrings? Oh my god. So talking about music though, music is an interesting one, right? Yeah. I, one, this may be obscure or it may not be, I can't tell. Did you guys ever do, so Pizza Hut had this thing where it was like, order a large two topping and you can create your very own mixed CD. You can pick the tracks from our list of tracks and then we'll burn the CD and it will come with your pizza. What? Did you guys ever do that? What? I don't remember that at all. No. What the hell is that? I had like two or three of these where it was like while you were ordering a pizza, uh -huh. you also could select a track list of like 10 to 12 tracks, like a CD ish length. And it was literally like they would burn a CDR, they would print a label for it that was like Bob's Pizza mix or whatever you called it and then with your pizza yeah. you would get a cd mixtape thing and that and like mm -hmm. that was unbelievable to me because up to that point you lived in a world of you have to buy an entire cd if you like one song you buy the whole cd and then you learn what other songs that artist has done because you're like oh i've never heard this this wasn't on the radio yeah what the hell is the beat goes on by britney spears what is that what is that song but like also i feel like younger generations i don't know if you guys did this will never understand 
the bonding of like I didn't have a good Walkman when I was a kid, but I used to have friends who had or Discman uh-huh. who had like good CD players that you could walk around with that had anti-skip and stuff, and you'd split headphones, right? We would be like, oh, let's walk around the neighborhood, like let's just hang out. We'll split the headphones, we'll listen to the CD, and then you know maybe we'll go, we'll head back home, we'll switch to another CD. I feel like no one, no one in the MP3 era is gonna get that. Cause why would you do that? Even if you wanted to listen to music with somebody, you both have like your own, you know, wireless earbud, whatever, your AirPods or whatever. You're not gonna like share. I don't know. It's just like a different thing. We used to just share headphones all the time on the school bus, walking around, just listen to like a whole CD front to back and just like walk around the neighborhood and talk about shit. That's like such an image from my childhood. I think even the concept of an MP3 is starting to become lost because on all the streaming services, you know, and all the music services on your phone, they're not called MP3s anymore. It's not an MP3 player. They're just songs. And yeah, there's different like quality levels of it. But like the concept of putting an MP3 on an MP3 player, even the thing after CDs, that's lost. That's not really a thing anymore. So even these incremental steps of technology are becoming overridden. Pre-YouTube, pre-Twitch, it was like MTV. You had to watch MTV to see music videos. That's true. Dude, I remember the first MP3 player I got. It was a little plastic thing, had no built-in memory. It took two double A's, didn't have like a rechargeable battery, changed the batteries in it. I had one SD card that I swear to God, I think it was 32 megabytes. It could hold Mm. like six songs. And I used to sit at home on my computer and very carefully like, okay, I've got Aerosmith. I need need something lighter. I need like pop music. Uh, I have six songs. This is what I have to listen to for the whole day today. I really got (laughs) to narrow this down and make the right choices. And then like the batteries didn't even last the whole day. You know, if I brought it to school or listened to it on the walk to school or whatever, the batteries lasted like maybe as long as six songs. Yeah. Yeah, Like it was barely an MP3 player. Now, you know, even when iPods, the advent of the original iPod came out, I think the original iPod was measured in like gigabytes, right? Uh And it was like, hey, you have 10,000 songs. I remember even that. I was like, what the who owns that much music? Where do you even get yeah. The other day I saw a tweet from someone that was like, oh my God, Adele put out a new song. I was, two seconds later, I was listening to it on my phone, streaming it. No no barrier to anything. Yeah. Aside from issues with platforms, certain platforms having whatever exclusive artists, like everything being everywhere is so wild. Mm-hmm. I feel like music was such a thing in my childhood and it's just yeah. so different. That's why vinyl is coming back. Like it's such a retro technology, but the reason it comes back is because it's so tangible. Mm-hmm. When you remove any of the tangibility to anything, like even music, like which is just an auditory thing, like in the air, but music, like with a vinyl, you can actually touch the music. You can see the physical imprint of that music. The waveform is there in the vinyl. And it's kind of crazy to think about, but it's it's also reasonable because people need the connection to the physical world. We are physical creatures after all, until our brains get uploaded to the great computer in the sky and we all become one in the cloud can't wait for that but for now you know we can touch music through vinyl and we can touch memories through photos like polaroids and then we can touch money sometimes you know money whatever it is you know whatever but you know tangibility it's important we all have a kiddie pool with at least 10 grand sitting in our guest bedroom right (laughs) or or maybe at your like your vacation house for fun right (laughs) no we spent all of our money having a pool growing up So I don't have a kitty pool as an adult. <laughs> you spent all your wealth too early, you fool. <laughs> uh, you fool, you fool. You need the generational. At the mere age of seven, I'd spent all my wealth. Hmm.
before like Amazon and everything, I remember when eBay first started becoming like a popular thing where people could go and buy stuff. But like, if you wanted a CD, CD player, whatever, it's like you had to get an empty disc and burn it. Mm. And usually it was because you downloaded songs on like Kazaa or, you know, one of those torrent sites. Yeah. But it was like, literally you had to go, you had to go shopping. Like going to the mall was a hangout. Like I remember uh, my ex and I, it's like we used to go to the malls and walk around all the time. Uh-huh. And now it feels like malls are ghost lands. Mm-hmm. comparatively well sometimes especially during the pandemic but even before that but do you guys remember the old consoles the disc you had to have but like uh cheat codes disc cleaners like was it doctor doctor disc or something if you if your disc got scratched you had to like put it through this process of trying oh, to repair yeah, your disc the, like you put it in and crank it yeah. and it like buffs out your disc i never used one of those i thought it was bunky but game even... shark cheat central it was cheat cc cheat code central planet cheat and all that stuff where you get like your up down left right left right yeah whatever dude yeah printing I I used to print out like walkthroughs of levels mm-hmm. and yeah. like and i remember i had a sheet there was like the holy sheet of goldeneye like codes right because you could turn you know you could turn on and i forget how it worked in goldeneye did you unlock the ability to just turn cheats on and off or did you have to do inputs I don't remember i think you could put in codes or something but would like permanently unlock it so right you could, like just go to a cheat menu and enable or disable like paintball mode and all that yeah. there was like one one of my buddies had goldeneye and it had everything unlocked and one of my other buddies had the sheet yeah. of all the codes that was like someone has a cartridge without all the cheats unlocked mm. we got to get the sheet from this dude and go over and unlock all this yeah mm. that's a special nah, that's crazy i remember invincibility mode unlimited ammo playing as minion and mm. twisted metal where i got my username dude big head mode mm. <laughs> <Plus>. <laughs> yeah big head paintball <sighs> all right so this is this is another one yeah i don't know how universal this was i was never allowed to have a tv in my room i was always jealous Mm -hmm. because i had some friends who were allowed to have tvs in their rooms but in our house as a kid we had like a little quote unquote portable tv Mm -hmm. which is like a little 15 pound incredibly heavy and awkward thing that you could move around because there was a handle on top of it and it was like a little tiny black and white four inch screen like impossible to get a clean picture on it but it could get the broadcast stations right so i have vivid memories of watching like when i was a kid watching like the nagano olympics i would sneak into my parents closet and snatch up the the tv and like prop it up on my bed under the comforter and watch the olympics late into the night because it was in you know on the other side of the world far away or like saturday morning cartoons Mm -hmm. you wake up on saturday you flick on the little portable tv thing get the tuning right for the i think it's abc that intro that would play the th- with this, the, the little Rube Goldberg device machine things going in and out of the schoolhouse. I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but I have that little portable TV or like the little handheld TVs later on, right? I had friends who got those. We didn't have that. We had a TV that probably weighed more than a 70 inch now. And it was like a 16 inch little box TV. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching um, probably like 1995, 96. I remember being a kid and watching Michael Jordan playing like for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. One of his last few years and stuff on this little tiny box TV that probably weighed more than I did because those TVs were so fucking heavy. I have no relation to this because I was too poor. Therefore, <laughs> I'm going to segue into something that I have prepared that is completely unrelated. Uh, I don't watch TV. So... Yeah, I don't watch TV, but I've got even like, uh, let's, how do I handle to this there some uh, this this is what's gonna happen to you if you watch too much TV I went searching for the truth and like a fool I found it but some truths are best left undiscovered well I turned around and there it was 
bigger than I could have imagined. The hikers claimed that when they turned around, it seemed as though their friend had simply vanished. When I turned around, my whole farm was gone. I don't believe in ghosts. But when I turned around, I couldn't explain what I was seeing. This is Morbid Mysteries of the Missing Millennium. Viewer discretion is advised. I found it again. I, I found it. Tired of hearing you turn anyway, around. When I turn around. around. Shut, it's just it's an intro. Man ejaculates from anus, urinates feces for two years before seeking help. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you curious? I remember being a kid, and I remember today's kids wouldn't understand. Wouldn't understand the reason this is tangential is because we're all in our thirties, and this man, thirty-three, ah. turned up for uh-huh. turned up. See, see, it's related. It's related. Turned up for medical care after experiencing pain in one of his testicles for the previous five days. He also said he had been passing a substantial amount of urine and from his rectum over the previous two years. Doctor, I got some pain in my balls. Also, for two years, I've been shitting semen and pissing shit. That is exactly what the story is. That's exactly it. It's like the joke we had before. It was like, well, you know, you got some slight ball pain. Also, you're shitting sperm out your ass. And it's just like, I just, this this title grabbed me so much and I had to work it in because it's so fascinating. And the doctors, wait, I got a quote. I got a quote from the doctors. The doctors at the University of Texas described the case as unique and curious. <laughs> what a bunch of tactful doctors. <laughs> you know that they went home, they, were, they fucking violated their oath. They went home, they were like, honey, honey, you'll never guess what I got to do today. I'm sorry, what oath? I had a case of the semen shitters. <laughs> what oath do you think that doctors take that prevents them from talking about cases oh, that they've worked God. on? Do you mean HIPAA? Because yeah. that's not really how HIPAA works. Yeah, no, we you don't. You can't go home and just talk about your patient. No, we don't know the name. Maybe. You can, you can, you can talk about the case itself. We don't know the name. Oh, they went home. They were like Thomas B. Thomas B. Seaman Shitter. God, he came and I should have known by the name. He's forty-seven. He lives at one two three Hawkerly Lane. Did you know he shits urine? <laughs> you might be right that they're not supposed to. It's not part of the Hippocratic Oath, far as I understand it. But uh, yeah, that's to do no harm. They definitely do. Yeah. Doctors absolutely mm-hmm. talk about the crazy shit that happens. Yeah. It's it's just like this such a weird case because this guy comes in after two years. I, like, imagine you were shitting <sighs> semen for two years and you were pissing shit. Yeah. And you decide to come in only when your balls start hurting. Like <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm going to give you that this is connected because this is how it feels to me getting older. Yeah. I haven't had anything quite this crazy, but like, like, right. When I, when I was a kid, even through like my twenties, uh, you'd get sick and it's like, Oh, I got this cough. It went away. I don't know. I'm better. But now it's like, I stay home from school. I wake up and it's like, Oh, my ankle hurts. Uh-huh. That's weird. Yeah. And also I feel like allergic, but I don't usually have allergies. Mm-hmm. And also I fart every time I move. <laughs> Are these related? Is this some sort of crazy illness that I have now that I'm 30? What's happening? It's fascinating because like, I think that is kind of very pervasive in Generation Z because it's kind of thing when I was in college, you remember when I fell off that building and broke my ass? Yeah. Uh, I kind of remembered tangentially that every time I went to the gym and did a workout where I did like a torso rotation, like a trunk rotation thing, I would have to go to the bathroom and collapse on the floor for about an hour uh, because I suddenly was losing all the blood to my head and arms 
arms and legs. You never went to the doctor for that. And I never went to the doctor. I went to the bathroom and I let it take care of itself. And then when I felt better, I went right back to working out again. And I never, in my head, I never went like, maybe I should go to the doctor for this. It was like, no, 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 it'll pass. I'm sure this horrible spinal trauma that I did when I fell from a two-story building onto my ass has nothing to do with this this incredible horrific almost dying feeling you know well there is that like feeling of invincibility when you're young where it's like mm, sucks to for them but i'm not gonna go through that like there's i don't know there's this mentality of just like mm, won't be me I, I don't know how else to explain other than that but that's the thing it's like i did not feel invincible when it was happening i was like man i think i'm dying never did it occur to me to go to the doctor not once well doctors cost money yeah <laughs> let's be clear obamacare hadn't passed yet so i was not, not about to go take care of my health even still anytime i feel anything and this is just a side effect of growing up in the medical system that we have i can absolutely afford to go to the doctor like i'm an adult now we have health insurance yeah not that it does very much but i could if i was really serious i could absolutely at any whim be like oh i don't feel so good maybe i'll get this checked out and still i think think like oh i don't feel so good i don't know if i need to go to the doctor though yeah i don't know if i need that bill mm-hmm. how is this worth is this a three thousand dollar illness yeah i don't know <laughs> what if they order a scan yeah. <laughs> what if i go in and they're like oh you need a ct and i'm like ah no <laughs> I want to have kids. <laughs> I got car payments. Uh, There's definitely enough like things that come up. Like I I have like heartburn. If I eat like past a certain point in the night, I know I'm going to be miserable laying there with like heartburn and uh, acid reflux and all of that. Yeah. So I just have like a random pain. I remember um just a few days ago, the right side of my rib cage, I had like a pain in for like two or three days. And I was like, mm, if this persists long enough, I guess <laughs> I'll go in. Yeah. But like... <laughs> But that stuff always happens. There's always part of you it's aching and it's like, is this the one I'm going to go and spend $600 on? Do I want to live or do I want to be able to afford food? I got to choose between the two. I've had that. I forget what it was. It was like from tour or something. I got back from like when we did the live show or for a convention and like one of my, you know, like my knee hurt. Like I twisted it or something. And I was like, for a while, I was like, this, this keeps going. Maybe I'll get this checked out. It was like a month later. I was like, it still kind of hurts. Not that bad. <laughs> If this keeps going, maybe I'll have to get it checked out. I could go on indefinitely. Yeah. Uh. Well, did they cure him, Mr. Seaman Shitter? It just says they did some investigation and found that he'd been in a three-week coma two years prior due to drug Uh intoxication. Um, And and they said the result was that it was a fistula, which is an abnormal separation or connection between two supposedly separate organs. Oh, I know about fistulas. I watch Grey's Anatomy. Can a fistula be comprised of teratoma? Not really. No, a teratoma might cause a fistula, maybe. Yeah, okay, maybe. Maybe. Can a teratoma bridge two organs, then, like, turn into a pathway between the two? I mean... I turned around, and the teratoma had <laughs> fistula in my inner. fistula in my ass? What is that? <laughs> What did you just say? <laughs> I said innards, but could fistula my ass, I guess. <laughs> anyway. What'd you do last night? I got fistula. <laughs> I think that's enough reminiscing about how old we are uh-huh. and how sad that is. Uh-huh. I turned around and my whole life was behind me. <laughs> I turned around and it was a zoomer on their cell phone taking a picture of me. Um, it wouldn't be a picture, let's be honest. It would be a TikTok. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Obviously. You're right. They took a Polaroid. But thank you. Thank you for walking with me down a memory 
lane. Mm-hmm. Crotchety though we may be. We gotta go back. Uh, we gotta go back. I gave Mark points for that first story. And wait, did you didn't you, you didn't really you told us kind of a story. I don't know, you were in some amount of points. I feel like Mark really dominated the uh contributions in this. You one. know, I came to win today. I came to dominate. I, you today. did, man. I was so fucking ready. I feel like I'm getting fistulated right now. I was so fucking ready. You said you were ready and you proved it. And you know what, Mark? Yeah. You earned the dub. Mark wins. Thank you. Thank you. I did deserve this. I did. You guys should go to the doctor right now because all I hear is shit coming out of your mouths. I deserve this. I worked hard for this. And I will be such an incredible judge next round. Thank you, gentle listeners, so much for listening to this episode of Distractable. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mark and Wade, for joining me. Thank you, you can find them at their social medias, youtube.com slash those guys. Mark Flyer, Lord Minion 777 Twitch, probably. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Facebook fb.gg slash mycecrum yes. you don't know how to spell that so it's meaningless but you know check it out or whatever that's gonna be the end of the episode mark wins wait is sad thank you excellent round everybody excellent excellent go round. to the doctor if you're weird <laughs> if you're weird and with that sound medical advice out of the way <laughs> podcast out